this happens all the time and it's not just yes. with nutrition it's with fitness it's with everything yeah. is we are so guilty of information dumping we're trying yes. to look smart convey value mm -hmm. that we know what we're talking about we experts we are but yes. at the end of the day like if i hear the words gluconeogenesis come out of your mouth you're fired like yeah <laughs> just they don't want to know they don't care they don't care they don't care this is not how you want to come show up as an authority either you don't right. need to do that you do not no. need to do that at all you do that earlier in the sales process and through other means you do not need to information dump we put too much on their plates we're gonna right. do this 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 got it yes they go home mm -hmm. they do none of it because it is way too overwhelming way too, much. way too much shit welcome to gym owner freedom I am Scott Carpenter, and I am a former broke, struggling, frustrated, and overworked gym owner that felt stuck no matter what I did to try and improve the business. Once I realized that the answer wasn't what I thought it was, just getting more clients, and after really doing the math on acquisition and churn rates, I realized I wasn't even playing a winnable game to begin with. With my current price structure, mathematically, there was no way I could afford to pay my staff so I could scale up and out of the business that I can have the time, the money, the impact, and the freedom that I always knew I was capable of. Once I learned how to add value by selling transformational programs to people who needed more than just workouts, everything changed in my life. Today, I own six gyms that all run without me, and I am free to pursue my passion projects and work just because I love to, not because I have to. And if that's a goal that we mutually share together, then this is the show for you. I'm gonna teach you the framework to make way more money with less clients and open up a world of possibilities to you. Subscribe, leave a review, and tune in every week. It'll change your life, I promise you that. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Gym Owner Freedom Show. We have the amazing Jennifer Broxman on as a guest on this one. Uh, for those of you who don't know her, she um, she heads up Prosper Nutrition Coaching. This is her company. She has, um, there's a couple different pieces to it, right? Um, well, you've got yeah. Nutrition RX, which is your nutrition coaching practice. Um, you're right. a registered dietitian. And yep. then Prosper Nutrition Coaching is the company that you have that helps trainers and coaches and gym owners um, learn how to effectively teach nutrition coaching and offer it uh, in their gyms. And you give them the That's confidence. Right. A lot of our best clients at PT Legends have been through Prosper Nutrition Coaching um, because they have so much confidence in their nutrition and what they're doing and how yeah. to help somebody in a really big way that their level of confidence shoots up and they're able to sell these these higher ticket packages. So yeah. welcome. Welcome, Jennifer. I'm so pumped to be here. I mean, I love the PT family so much and any way that we can make your coaches more successful, I hope that will make today a really successful podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have an interesting topic today because this I know is kind of on people's minds a lot. So this is one that you're going to want to listen to. Um, we're going to talk about nutrition, the, the nutrition fulfillment. And a lot yes. of people know what to do for like two or three months. Right. But that's where the tricky part comes in. Because they yep. don't really, they feel like they've taught everything that needs to be known after two or three months. So when right. going in for a renewal and having them continue with some type of mentorship, with some type of nutrition coaching, this is where they stumble because they don't really, they felt they, they taught them everything. And well, what do we do for the rest of the nine months that's going on, you know, to make this a year program? Um, yep. So how do we really fulfill and add value past two or three months? That's what we're talking about today. So Jennifer, 
uh, I'll let you kind of lead it. Um, we'll talk on the fulfillment angle and then, and then I'll kind of jump in with some of the sales angle, but, yeah. um, but first and foremost, yeah. What do you do in two or three months versus what do you do for another nine to 12 months after? Well, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. It all goes back to the very first meeting you have with the client. And what I actually do is I set up the expectation of what this coaching client journey relationship is going to look like. So right when I kick off a brand new initial assessment meeting, I actually preface it and sort of give the guide, the metaphor of being a mountain guide. So what I talk about, I speak a lot in metaphors and pictures because it makes it really sticky as I get really excited and be like, we are going to embark on this amazing climb up your personal mountain. We're going to figure out what the definition of getting to the top of the mountain means to you. And I want you to think of me as like your Sherpa or your mountain guide. I climb this mountain all the time and help people, you know, plant their flag and get to the top. There's many right ways we can climb the mountain. There's many sides to the mountain we can go up. But I want you to recognize that this isn't going to be fixed in one or two appointments. Most of my clients, when we get them there, take at least six months to a year, sometimes a bit longer. So that idea of this being a journey and patience and dedication and resiliency is going to be a really important component to us working together. How does that sound? So you're, so you're noticing that I'm just starting to manage expectation and plant the seed of like, I'm here by your side. I'm going to be with you on the good days, the bad days, the, the difficult times, the holidays. And I often even like to plant the idea of all four seasons. So one of my dietitians on my team taught me this. And she said she got instantly higher compliance when she talked about, you know, one of the things we see in our most successful clients is they ride out at least a spring, a summer, a fall, and a winter with us because foods change throughout the year, stress levels change throughout the year, family demands and things that we have on the go often change. And we want to make sure we stress test your healthy habits through at least a four season journey. And so I found that by introducing the concept of the four seasons, kind of like dating someone, you know, maybe some people get married before first full year, but my husband and I always joked, we wanted to at least know each other all four seasons, maybe a couple rounds around the sun before we made a lifelong commitment because you got to see how people are in real life. And so we kind of add that joke into the initial assessment of we're going to ride out four seasons with you and make sure you can be successful and keep up these good habits no matter what life throws your way. So that's kind of the very first step. Does that, does that make sense? Definitely. And, and yeah, it's, it's, um, I, I love it because we have to address the elephant in the room with a lot of these people. And we just, I mean, Hey, people, they actually don't want to work with you or me. I mean, mm -hmm. they want the pill. They just want Ozempic. Right. I mean, that's what we're fighting <laughs> with. We want yes. results yesterday yeah. and easy. And we have to, so it's that whole thing where we have to really paint this picture of like, yeah, for you to change your habits and keep these results for a lifetime, it's going to be, it's going to be some work, but they don't want to hear that. So right. it's a really great way to use stories and use metaphors in order to make yep. that connection with them because it is tough news to break. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, it's wonderfully done. Yeah. So then now let's take the client journey from the beginning in that kind of first one to three months. So again, going back to that very first appointment, I start to paint the map of like what climbing the mountain looks like. So what I say is this first package that you've signed up for with me, and I'm already planting that this is the first one, implying that this is probably one of mm -hmm. many renewals, is where we're going to really build the foundation. So again, I bring up another metaphor. I want you to think like we are building your dream house. 
your dream body that you get to live in every day. And I want you to picture that body that's fit and muscular and energetic and can, you know, do the things in the gym that you want to do and can get down on the floor and play with your kids and has energy to crush it at work and then still be a really present parent when you come home and have the energy to still do your workouts and things that you really get value and joy from. So in our first phase of us working together, what I want us to think about is we are starting to frame the house. We're going to dig the hole in the ground for the basement. We're going to pour the concrete. We're going to get the foundations in place. So what we're going to kick off with is we're going to do some really high return on investment, high lever activities that when you put focused effort into the basics, you're already going to get the frame of the house built. So in this initial phase, the first few months, we're going to talk a lot about vegetables. We're going to really work on getting your protein intake nice and high. We're going to look at things like water and alcohol and making sure you're well hydrated and not leaning too much on alcohol for stress management and sugary drinks. We're going to work a little bit around meal planning and really sort of setting up your day and your environment for success. And so I have what I give every new nutrition client, this healthy habits, fundamental handbook. And right what we do on page one is we teach them the iceberg of success. And you and I have sort of joked privately that we've both come up with a very similar transformational iceberg that has mindset, environments, and habits as the core base. And then I work a little bit with knowledge and willpower, but I sort of talk about diet cultures, just about like learning the diet rules and trying to stick to it with willpower. But what we really do in a transformational program is we change self-identity, self-talk, those self-sabotaging thought patterns that like, oh, I blew it. I'll start after the holidays. I'll start Monday. Oh, I'm too far gone. Well, this is a write-off. And we start to really change the dialogue to like, what's the best I can do where I am with what I have? How do I find the best solution in this moment? What's the win of the day? And then we really focus on building those supportive environments and we start to work through those healthy habits. So all in the base of the program is really setting expectations around fundamental good nutrition. But then I drop a hint around phase two and I actually name it. Um, and if you want to jump in by all means, like jump in and share, let me slow it down just doing. so we can recap yeah. and connect it with everybody <laughs> listening. Cause this is really good stuff. So if you notice the first thing that, that Jen did was she painted a picture, right? Okay. So as gym owners, trainers, coaches, this is what we do. We just talk about <clears throat> the weight loss, mm -hmm. right? We just talk about the goal that they want. Maybe it's losing 30 pounds or whatever, right. but she just painted a picture <clears throat> of, of the vision that of the life they could live. And so right. when I talk about painting, think of like an artist, right? You can describe something. Oh yeah, I, I had this happen to me and it was one of the worst things ever. Um, but then I got over it. That's one way to describe something that awful that happened to you. The other way is to describe it in detail and how mm -hmm. it felt. And this, you were living with your stomach, just living in your throat every day and night for six months. And you woke up and you weren't right. So you get the idea. I'm painting the picture instead of just saying it. Yeah. So that's the first thing that Jennifer did. It's we don't do that. She's she gave the metaphor of of your body is your house that you're going to live in for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right. And you can be dramatic like that and you can soften the tone and bring them in. Guys, you need I know this sounds silly, but you need to learn how to do it. This is how you change people's lives. Yeah. And she painted that and imagine and all the benefits of it. This is how you're going to wake up. And this is how you're going to feel. 
And this is the energy you're going to have with your kids. And this is the self-confidence to know that you've changed who you are. Like all those things. She really painted that, which is amazing. So I wanted to just go over that. I lost track of the second thing I was going to mention that you did. Um, If it comes back to you, just jump in at any time. (laughs) But yeah, this is part in this. This is exactly it, though. She said, this is where you start things out. Right. This is how you make the sale in the first place, guys. You have to paint this amazing vision with them and get them to feel this. Yeah, because ultimately people make emotional decisions and you have to Mm -hmm. connect with them on that. So then here's what starts to happen next. The next thing I mentally do is I do a gap and a gain assessment. So in our healthy habit handbook that our nutrition clients get, we spend some time on this iceberg. We talk about why mindset like change is so important, how we're going to support them in changing their environment, their fridge, their freezer, their pantry. I might even get them to close their mind and be like, if I came over as a guest, your dietitian walked into your house and your nutrition coach is popping in and, you know, scoping around, would I feel well supported if I pulled your freezer drawer open, if I popped open your fridge, if I poked around in your pantry, or would I find landmines and things that are going to pull me back into old patterns when I'm tired, I'm busy, I'm stressed. And I always say no judgment, no one or bully. We're going to be curious, kind, and honest through this entire process. But we need that self-honesty and that reflection so we know where we're starting. And then what I do is I go, I'm gonna be quiet for a second and I'm gonna slide this across the table and I want you to read through our seven healthy fundamentals. Because my hope is when you and I get to the top of the mountain, you feel like your house, your body, your lifestyle is your fulfilling this about 80 to 90% of the time. So instead of the audience reading this quietly because we're on a podcast, I'm just going to read it on behalf of the book. And then I'll show you the follow-up two questions I do after I have them reflect on this healthy fundamental list of seven. So I'm going to pretend Scott, you're my client for a second. And here we go. Fundamental habit. Number one is to eat mostly minimally processed whole foods, stick to healthy options, such as vegetables, fruits, nuts, and seeds, unprocessed whole grains, beans, and legumes, dairy products with few ingredients, lean meat, fish, shellfish, eggs, and natural nut butters. However, the caveat is add or subtract from this list to suit your body and your personal goals, focusing on what makes you feel your best. So that's fundamental habit number one. Number two, plan ahead for your meals and snacks. Develop an eating schedule that works for you and try to avoid mindless grazing And don't get so hangry, like hungry, angry, that you select food choices impulsively or eat too quickly. Fundamental habit number three, drink water as your main fluid, limiting alcohol, juice, and beverages with added sugar. Number four, build supportive environments for your success. Set up your environment to make the healthy choice the easy choice. Make healthy options incredibly convenient. Number five, Don't eat your feelings. Learn positive coping strategies without turning to food or alcohol for comfort. Number six, eat slowly and mindfully, sitting down at a table whenever possible and listening to your body's natural hunger and fullness cues. Learn to eat until you feel satisfied, but never stuffed. And then finally, stay curious, kind, and honest. Build a resilient mindset and healthy habits through consistent action, trying to get just a little bit better at a time. Stay positive and kind to yourself. No inner bullies here. So I let them read it and I have them give me like a thumbs up 
or an acknowledgement when they're done. And then my coaching question is rooted in motivational interviewing. I start with a bright spot and then a curiosity of where there could be some growth. So I might ask you, Scott, and go, you know, everyone has things on that list that they can already give themselves a pat on the back for, where we can already launch off good habits that you're already starting to form. For you, which one or two areas do you already feel quite strong in that you really can pat yourself on the back about and be like, I'm doing a pretty good job there, coach. So for you, what are your two strongest or your one strongest area? Oh God, I would need that list in front of me again. (laughs) So I'll read it again. Whole foods. Plan ahead for meals and snacks, drink mostly water, build supportive environments. Whole foods and water easily. Yeah, Yeah. perfect. And then that leads to a gentle follow-up question. So this is not where I'm going to start shaming you or judging you. I'm now introducing how I'm going to coach you through this experience. So my follow-up question is, that's awesome. Like a real acknowledgement of there's some wins here we can build on. Now, everyone, when they look at that list, one or two things, they're like, ah, yeah, I know I should be doing that more. It's just that one that falls through the cracks, or it's just that one I'm not that consistent with. For you, which one feels a little bit more difficult right now? We're a little bit harder to implement with consistency. So the things that we didn't hit on were supportive environments, don't eat your feelings with food or alcohol, eat slowly at a table, not wolfing down our food through the day. That would be the biggest, probably. Yeah, because you're probably like just a hustling, busy entrepreneur. Yep. And often when people are busy, they get more mindless about what they end up putting in their body or they Mm -hmm. eat very fast and it creates digestive upset. So now what's cool is I'm like, we're not going to get all those sorted out today or even just in this transformational program. But my hope is this is going to be a mark. And actually I do it as a checking in. And it's interesting because pretty much everyone says yes. So here's my real script that I use. As I go, now that you sort of heard this fundamental list of seven, to me, this is a well-built house at the top of the mountain. If you and I work together for the next, say, six months to a year to really making this your food reality, are we on the right track? If we together pulled in the same direction to make those seven things just your normal relationship with food, am I guiding you in the right direction of where you want to go? I just want to check in first before we go deeper. Does this feel in alignment with why we're here today? And so pretty much everyone is like, yeah, I would be really proud of myself if this is what my food relationship looked like. So then I go, amazing. And then what I start to do is I get into education. But here's the key thing when you're in that first phase, do not direct a fire hose at their face and flood them with information. So beginner more green coaches It's a bit of an ego thing. And I'm going to raise my hand and say, I absolutely used to do this is I thought I had to get, show my value. If I charge a lot, I better demonstrate value. And I thought the way to demonstrate value was to impress them with my knowledge. And by showing them that I knew a lot about nutrition and knew a lot about healthy behavior change, more is better. More is not better. The result that they want is better. And the way someone gets the result is they have to be set up to win. So you have to break it down into a staircase. And I'm going back to the mountain analogy. They have to just see the next step they're going to take up the mountain. They have to take that step without tripping and falling on their face and breaking their front teeth out. And they have to just be able to go at a pace that they don't burn out. So what do most coaches do is they give them like 50 steps and they come dragging them up the mountain at a pace that this person probably can't sustain And then they're shocked and confused why their clients quit after three months when the contract is up because you drag this person up the mountain 
faster too much. It's, than they were able to go. Yep. And they, and, and they just information, this happens all the time. And it's not just yes. with nutrition, it's with fitness, it's with everything <laughs> yep. is we are so guilty of information dumping. We're trying yes. to look smart, convey value mm -hmm. that we know what we're talking about. We experts, we are, but yes. at the end of the day, like, do not talk about, I always say this, like, if I hear the words gluconeogenesis come out of your mouth, you're fired. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, they don't want to know. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. This is not how you want to, to come show up as an authority either. You don't right. need to do that. You do not no. need to do that at all. You do that earlier in the sales process and through other means. You do not need to information dump. And right. yeah, it's just, we put too much on their plates. We're going to do right. this, 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 this. Got it? Yes. They go home. Mm -hmm. They do none of it because it is way too overwhelming. Way too even way too much shit. Yeah. And so again, back to metaphors. That's my love language. So for you coaches, steal my metaphors if you like. I think of it as someone is thirsty. They need a glass of water. They don't need a fire hose splashing them in the face because they can't drink from the fire hose. So as a coach, I am giving just the next glass of water that they need just the next step. And I always think high return on investment. I am not talking about grass-fed butter in their coffee. I am talking on getting half their plate vegetables at dinner because that's going to fill them full of fiber and give them vitamins and minerals and give them a way to slow down and have some portion control. I'm going to talk about protein every meal and snack because it's very satiating. They're going to build muscle in response to the workouts at the gym, and they're going to start to see the weight loss effects. So I am looking for the next step that they are ready, willing, and able that is a really big lever that's going to set them up to get the successful result that they want. Because the good coaching is all about them and their results. It's not about seeming impressive, not about showing off my knowledge or my credentials. Um, I was just on a podcast actually a bit earlier when we were joking. One of the most dangerous, worst coaches in the world is someone that is fresh off a weekend of being in some kind of conference or certification. Because- Yes, it's great that they're excited and they've learned more, but those next few clients they're going to interact with often get the fire hose of, of too much. So yeah. as a coach, it takes discipline to hold information back. And I just think of it as a ladder or a staircase. I'm giving them the next one, two, or three steps, making sure, and then I use an acronym. The acronym is WIN, what's important now, W-I-N. And I, every single session, all I'm thinking about is what can I do to set them up to win? What is important now that they can go home and take action on? And I want them to come back and feel like they hit it 80 to 90% of the time. If they've hit their goal less than 50%, you actually set the wrong kind of goal with them. And it seems weird because it's going to be easier and slower than you want to go. But go back to the mountain metaphor. If you drag them up too fast, you injure them. They stop climbing the mountain with you and they disappear and they ghost you and they quit and they don't want to talk to you ever again. So clients give us feedback. And I had to harshly accept this when I was younger. I thought I was kind and motivated and excited. And I tried to what I call information cheerlead. Let me cheer you and give you information. It wasn't good coaching because I wasn't giving them the habits, the skills, the support in the right dose of what they needed. And the moment I took my ego out of the equation and all I focused was making sure they could climb the staircase successfully, people stayed three months, four months, mm -hmm. six months, nine months, a year. I literally just had a client. I'm celebrating my 10 year anniversary with her. And I'll get into what it looks like to coach someone that long. Cause I do not meet with her weekly at this point. Um, but 
jump in. How is this resonating in terms of that idea of going at the right pace for the clients and coaching ego has to go totally out the window? Oh, it does. And I think for a lot of people, it's not just the the ego that, that gets in the way. It's just, I just don't think they know how to be a good coach like that because yeah. at the end of the day, I think we all know that knowing what to eat is relatively simple. Right. And there's only so many things to talk about. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's where people feel like, I don't know what else to talk about. And so I think, I think you guys can, can see already slowing it down. Yes. will give you more stuff to work with for a longer period of time. And it is yep. actually better for the client. So they're not drinking through a fire hose. Totally. So that's what you need to get from this is like, you need to slow it down. And yeah. we as fitness professionals are really bad at this because of the fact that a lot of us are pretty similar. And, you know, I came from a personal training background. Some people come from a CrossFit background or whatever it is, but we're kind of nuts. If you do this professionally for a living, you're a little bit of a nut. So <laughs> we'll do whatever. Everybody's through, been through the different stages. If you were into bodybuilding, you were probably throwing down powdered waxy maize in addition to <laughs> whey protein isolate. Like you'll do the wackiest shit. You're yeah. cool. If that, if you were in that world, you're cool eating chicken breast and broccoli and brown rice every right. meal for th And that's the first thing people, if you're CrossFit and you got in the whole paleo thing, cool. Mm -hmm. You're on that bandwagon. You're like, why don't you just eat paleo? It works. It's what you're supposed to do. We're not meeting them at their level. We can't right. give them what we do because we're kind of yep. fitness weirdos. Yeah. Right? And let me give such a good story just to the fitness crowd that's listening, because the moment you hear it as a fitness example, you're like, ah, oh, duh, of course. So imagine you own a gym or you're, you know, a head coach somewhere and you've just made a brand new hire with a personal trainer. You've onboarded them. They have their credentials. You think they're going to be a good fit and they get assigned a client that is coming off a knee surgery six months ago, but they have been physically inactive for the last five years. They're about a hundred pounds overweight. So they have a knee injury, previous surgery, five years of sedentary physical inactivity and about a hundred extra pounds on their body. That's interfering with their ability to move. Now you're a very fit, lean individual that has been working out for, let's say 14 years consistently. And say you do do CrossFit and you clean and jerk and you do all the things and you're very strong and you're good metabolic fitness. Now you could probably hop into a workout like Murph and go run a mile and do your pull-ups, push-ups, squats, go run another mile, do it with a weight vest. Imagine if this personal trainer assigned this brand new client, Murph, then they're like, we're going to do, you know, some GHG sit-ups, 10 GHG sit-ups on the minute for a 10 minute, you know, imam. And then we're going to do some muscle up ring progression. And that's workout number one at our gym. As an owner, you would be mortified if your coach delivered a fitness workout like this, because they didn't assess they didn't actually evaluate where the client is at. There was no conversation around what are they ready, willing, able, and excited to do. And most likely, this is the fire hose example fitness version. It's too much. They're going to hurt them. The client's not going to have a positive experience. And you didn't set them up to succeed and feel good about their performance. So are they going to tell all their friends and family? Nope. Are they going to come back? Probably not. Are they going to be with you for years and years at your gym? Cause they had a really great onboarding experience. Absolutely not. That's the fitness equivalent of what a lot of nutrition coaches do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's your macros. We're going to give you this many calories. You got to hit this many grams of protein per day. 
no soda whatsoever. You got to cut out your nightly alcohol. I want you doing a stress reducing walk every night after dinner. And you should actually get into cold plunging. And why aren't you doing da, 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 some weird thing I as a coach am personally into? Yeah, That's what a lot of people's onboarding nutrition experience is like. You just crush them with a nutrition workout they were not ready for. And it's a bad lived experience for the client. And the coaches are completely blind. That's what they're doing, unfortunately. So this mm -hmm. is what I try to help coaches do is learn how to be better at assessing and better at not getting in their own way of over, like over delivering can actually be a bad thing in this type of scenario. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. It's the same thing with anything. I mean, yeah. you can have a million analogies with it, but yeah. I mean, just think of it when you were, did your first workout really, <clears throat> you're just getting back into it. It's, it's right. the same thing with business coaching. Yeah. I can't take somebody, you know, to Z if they're at a, like right, right away, it's, it's going right. to be a while, you know, exactly. you got to walk before you can, you got to crawl before you can walk and walk before you can run. <laughs> yeah. Right? So then it's, here's the next part of the progression. If we want to start to like go down the route line, I love getting ideas from business to apply to coaching. Cause I think if you're a good business owner, really good coaching also comes out of like good business stuff. And so one thing that drastically increased my renewals came from an idea I got from Netflix. So what from Netflix was this idea? Well, when you finish an episode, they give you a cliffhanger and a preview of what's going to happen. So like, this is maybe a little bit of bad TV, but this is my guilty pleasure. Things like love is blind or like the bachelor or the bachelorette. They show someone crying. They show the drama of like, what's going to happen in the next episode. And then they prime you of like, this is when the next episode drops. So guess what I'm doing? I'm curious enough to show up for the next episode because they piqued my interest. So I started to do this and then I trained every coach on my team to do this. When I finish an appointment, we summarize with the homework, the goals, the clear action steps. We give them a clear list to take home of what they're gonna work on. So it's obvious how they're gonna track, whether it's digital or pen to paper. We give them the next date. And then the final thing I do is I drop a hint of what we're gonna talk about next time. So, wow, this was a great session. It sounds like, you know, really going in on your vegetables these next couple of weeks is a, a good place for us to start. Let's really aim to get veggies twice a day about the size of your hand. I've got us in the calendar for our next, you know, check-in call here. And here's what I'm thinking we might do next time. How does it sound if we start to go a little bit more into that stress eating issue you were really telling me about when we first sat down and started to meet? And I want to give you some strategies that are really effective when it feels like all you're doing is craving chocolate around that time of the month. Um, of course, we can pivot if we need to, but I was thinking we would dive in there. Or I might be like, you know, I know you're really looking for some more recipe support because you've got a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And as a busy mom, this has to work with the family. I'm going to start to pull some high protein recipes for the next time we meet. But if there's anything at home that's a family favorite, I want you to come into our next meeting with some of your family favorite recipes. And we're going to start to build out stuff that could really work for you and support your goals. So I always cliffhang. I don't do a session on it in that end. Mm -hmm. I take two minutes and I do a movie trailer of what I'm going to do next time. And I always do that when the renewal comes up is you always leave because you have to create FOMO, fear of missing out. If you're yep. just like, here's your goals, I'll see you again. Um, but there's no, they're like, and also this is the coach that doesn't run out of things to talk about. So the coach that gives too much information in the beginning is like, what am I going to talk about? Because I still can see the mountain in the staircase, 
I, as a good coach, can already see the next step. I'm building them the skills to be able to conquer. So I'm dropping the next step before they leave the appointment. And that's how you keep someone for 10 years because there's always yeah. something next you can work on. With always that, something you can sense? get better at. And yes. you can get specific because guys, the, the, the topics and the concepts and the information is one thing, but how to get that to implement in somebody's, in their lives with the foods right. they like to eat, with the foods they do not right. like to eat, with the exact environmental concerns that they have. Sometimes they're in control right. of their meals. Sometimes they aren't. Sometimes right. they're on vacation. Like they go on vacation. They don't know what to mm -hmm. do, right? So this is why you need this time to implement this with them. Because quite often when we suck at selling nutrition, you know, the clients are like, well, you know, they're looking to sign up for whatever, PT or group or semi, whatever it is. And then you talk nutrition with them. And they're like, well, you know, they're dropping this money. They don't ever want to spend money on extra nutrition, by the way, if you don't sell it right. They they don't. In right. their heads, they're just right. like, well, they're not even their heads. They will tell you, well, I know what to do. I just need to do it. So, mm -hmm. let's right? And they'll, they'll want to not do it. But yeah. here's the thing. A, it's so confusing out there. No, 99% of them don't know what they should be doing. They have no mm -hmm. idea. They're literally avoiding iceberg lettuce because it doesn't have as many vitamins and shit in it as romaine lettuce and stuff like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they have no idea, but B, the important thing is, yeah, the actually doing it that guys, that's where all the hard work is. Yeah. That's where all the hard my work is. My coaching phrase is I actually, I, this is another thing. I'm so glad you hit on it. I say this in my initial appointment. This is all expectation building as I go. Part of my job as your mountain guide, as your Sherpa is I know you're a smart individual. I know, you know, broccoli is good for you. That's why you're not here to work with me. Where I get to really help you is take all that knowledge in your head and I get to help you implement it into your everyday life and follow through on those good intentions. And I'm building them up because I'm like, I know you, you know what to do. And I know you mean well to be consistent, but then there's real life. There's jobs, there's families, there's kids, there's emergencies, there's stress, there's exhaustion, there's overwhelm. So my job is to help take all the crazy noise out there simplify it down and give you just your next high return on investment step. So you can feel like you're starting to win and you can get those results that you want. And again, I go back to the heaven, you get the energy, you get the output, you get the muscle, you get the leanness, you get the weight loss. My job is to just simplify it down to your next step and make sure that then you can actually implement. Cause I know you mean well, and you're smart. And I'm not, I know I'm not ever going to talk to you like you're an idiot because you're not one. So it's like right off the bat, like making them feel okay that you're not stupid or dumb because you need a nutrition coach, even though you've been eating your entire mm -hmm. life. Like it's really important that they don't feel dumb that they're working with a nutrition coach. And that is a hidden reason why sometimes people don't want to sign up for nutrition because they don't want to be finger wagged or scolded like right. they're a stupid child. And some coaches accidentally coach like they're dumb children. And that's the yep. worst way to make someone feel. Yeah. And then they don't and, want to see a lot of you. Is, they don't want to work with you. Just right next to that is that fear of judgment. That fear of judgment. Right. And again, we can be in the fitness industry for so long, some of us, that mm -hmm. we just forget how scared people are, how vulnerable they are. Ooh. Just to walk in your doors can be yep. very overwhelming and difficult for people to do. Sometimes they'll wait three years before they have the guts to walk in because they assume everybody in there is totally in shape and everyone's going to look at them like there's just some fat loser, or they're going to sit down right. in front of this coach and they're just going to tell them how horrible and out of shape they are. That's what they're thinking. Right. Yeah. They're totally afraid of being judged. 
And here's a good trick for you coaches that are listening. You can plant messages by what you put on the wall. So in our nutrition counseling office, I have four small framed photos that are like eight and a half by 11. And it just tells a quick story. It, frame one goes in this space, healing happens. Frame number two, be curious. Frame three, be kind. Frame four, be honest. And it's just this kind of mountain scenery with sort of scriptive words. So many people have told me they now hear my voice and in their head, they're like, nope, be curious, be kind, be honest. And then they don't give up on themselves when they have a fumble with their nutrition. Mm -hmm. But because I've subtly painted those words on our wall, people feel safer in our space and they actually cry or they open up or they feel more comfortable or they'll tell me the things I really need to know as their coach so I can help them. But I found that by placing those messages right on the wall, you create the non-judgmental vibe. So you, it's really powerful what you choose for artwork and decorations. Mm -hmm. It sets a mood. It sets a tone for how you're going to be as their coach. So think about that. And what, what messages is your gym giving? Is it like, you know, like if I, if I, if I die, couldn't note my time, right? There's, there's like hardcore CrossFit messages or is it like, this is a space that we support each other. We get better. We celebrate our wins. Uh, we stay resilient and positive. Like it doesn't have to be that wordy, but think about the messaging and the vibe. It's really important. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a very good point. Some of you out there have to take should probably take down your photos of when you did a figure competition or an amateur bodybuilding show yes. from 1996. It right? doesn't make people feel good. It no. makes you feel good. It's your ego. It doesn't make sure. other people feel good. Yeah, yeah. they don't care. It's so, not, okay, it's not about I want to make yeah, and I want to make sure we talk about renewals and I want you to talk about that. But I'm going to drop one more hint that I do to keep people a really long time. So I've hinted I've had clients 3 years, 5 years, 8 years, 10 years. Um one thing I really changed was the frequency of appointments. And I went to what I call an accordion model. So if you think of what an accordion does, you can crunch it together. You can stretch it apart. You can, you can, it's fluid. You can play with it. I started with very strict subscriptions. You are on this payment plan per month. You get X amount of sessions with it. And, and then you just keep renewing the subscription until you quit on me. And then I thought about it for a second, like a car injury, a car accident injury where I need massage therapy or therapy when you're going through something difficult and nutrition is a lot like therapy. So let me kind of play this scenario. If I got in a car accident and I have been in a serious car accident and you get whiplash, I might need to see a massage therapist two or three times that very first week I got injured because I'm so stiff and I'm in so much pain. And then maybe the week two, I go down to two massages. And then maybe week three, I go to a weekly massage, you know, one massage appointment a week. And maybe I'm still getting massages the first four to six months because my back and my neck get jacked up. But maybe I go every two to three weeks. If that massage therapist was like, uh, 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 you only get this many appointments per month because that's what you paid for. I would be irritated because mm -hmm. I need you to meet me where I'm at. And I need you to see me a lot right now. But then as I got over my injury, I might go for a massage once every two or three months, but I still want that massage therapist in my life because they're good at what they do, but I don't maybe want to inconvenience myself and have to see them weekly or bi-weekly or even monthly. And I want a lifelong relationship with a massage therapist who lets me crunch it together or pull it apart. But what you have to do to be skilled when you have an accordion package is you regularly have to do relationship deposits and check in when they don't have appointments with you. Just quick DMs, texts, voice memos, emails, however you like to communicate. 
And so my clients meet with me on a cadence that works for them. So normally in the beginning phase of building this house, climbing the mountain, we're meeting very frequently. So I sell packages with bundles of sessions and then they can renew and top up a number of sessions. But my job as a coach is I always make sure that they never leave without another appointment booked. So I always have, excuse me, I always have their next appointment in the calendar um, when they leave an appointment, even if it's like, hey, we're going to check in in three months from now, but let's make sure we get that scheduled now because I know you like after 5 p.m. and those goes fast. So I always, always leave with something booked. If they don't book, I pre-write a checking and email the day that they wrap up their appointment and I add context of their goals and what they're working on, what was going on in their life. And I'll just delay send the email two, three months later. So then it's out of my head and I don't have to remember to do the relationship deposit. I've pre-written my relationship deposit the very last time I checked in with them. And then as they get a little bit further, do we do an okay? But then I add that seasonality and I'm like, hey, we're coming close to the holidays. Would it be a good idea for us to just meet sometime between Thanksgiving and the new year just to do a check-in appointment to get you through that really busy, you know, food-heavy time? Like, yeah, yeah, that would be a great idea. That's how I keep my clients for so long. Now, I know there's some argument to do the subscription model, but similar to a therapist or a massage therapist, I feel like this is just more genuine because I know my healthcare provider is meeting me on the terms that I need. But to not lose money as a provider in this way, you have to relationship deposit. You have to be really good at having the next one booked. But be okay. It might be two months. It might be three months. It might be six months. It might be one week. So I just played with that system years ago. And I've kept my clients so much longer by making it like an accordion. Yeah, that's, I'd be that's, curious that's, to see how you would weigh in on that's that. really good. I like that. And here's the key thing, guys, because you're, you're listening to it like, oh, that's really good. And then most of you aren't going to implement it. Why? Because they're like, it's a lot of work then to do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there's a caveat to this guys. And, and some of yeah. you are, a lot of you are guilty about it. You have to charge really good rates for this. Yes. Because you're not going to do those little things that she just mentioned, which are actually really gold. First of all, you're not going to go through with it and make the time to do it's time and space to actually get that structure in there. And then if you're charging too little, it's not even worth the juice isn't worth a squeeze for a lot of you. No. Right. Yeah. So if you are just seeing them once a quarter, maybe on average or two, every two, whatever it is, right. Mm -hmm. You have to make it really worthwhile. And the problem yeah. is, is most of you guys are selling this like a commodity. You're selling it like a 30 minute PT session or something like that. Right. Right. You have to learn how to come charge and command good rates in order for this to work. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you're not, you're not going to put in the effort because you know it's not really worth the time and effort. And that's right. that's the key is you have to. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, you have to learn this stuff and get good at it and do it and learn how to sell it. And then you're going to be making so much more money in less time. Then yeah. it connects to you to put forth this kind of effort to do these kind of things. And the more your clients pay, the better results they're going to see. Well, and you know what? You hit the nail on the head by talking about really good coaching. The single best thing I think that I can attribute my success to is I never stopped investing in my education, my learning, my skill. As mm -hmm. my skill level got better, I could command higher prices. I was much better at getting my client results. My clients felt more seen, more heard. They saw more value. So all they did is they started talking to everyone in their life. I haven't paid a single dollar on an ad for my nutrition business yet in my 13 years. 
And like touch wood, maybe one day I might have to, but I've always been overloaded with more demand than I've known what to do with. And mm -hmm. I've raised rates and I've hired more team members. It's just because I'm good. And I don't mean that in an egotistical kind of cocky way. I always thought about how do I be the very best nutrition coach I can be? How do I learn about different nuances? How do I learn how to storytell better? How do I learn how to relationship deposit, communicate, sell, but ultimately just learning how to nutrition coach at a high level gets people results. They feel good that they're getting results and they tell everyone. So it's never been a problem to have a thriving private practice. That's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of income per year, like a very cushy living, but it's because I am obsessed with being the very best coach I can be. And I think the most disappointing thing I see is people are like, well, I have my one certification in nutrition from like eight years ago. Like, isn't that good enough? No, then you're not worth the high rates that you're trying to mm -hmm. get. And so why you're seeing a disconnect is you're trying to charge high prices, but you actually don't bring the value. You might be really good at sales and you get them on the front end, but right. fool me once, cool, you got me in. That's why you yep. can't renew. And so if you're noticing a drop off between sales and renewal, then there's a, there's a gap in the value of the actual delivery and the fulfillment. And so that's where I just try to help people. It's, you guys are phenomenal at sales. And I think we should even transition to talking about the sales part of renewals where I really shine and help coaches is on the fulfillment, the confidence mm -hmm. and the skills of what do you do once you've made the sale? And that's where I just love to help coaches get better. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's why yeah, people that have been through your program that work with us. And sometimes it, they come in, they work with you and they get introduced mm -hmm. to us and yep. we start helping them. The they, other they, way. <laughs> then they just crush it because they already have these skill sets. And then a lot of the people that we work with, they do really well. It's like, yeah, okay, go check out Prosper Nutrition course. And they get so much more confidence and deliverability of it. And then yeah. their sales even get a big boost and not just their yeah. sales, but then their retention because yeah. the tactics that you talked about, I'm not how to, how to take this and instead of working with somebody for two or three months, how do you work with them over the course of a year or longer? Yeah. You go hand in hand. And totally. guys, I'm telling you what, everything is about price in order. Mm -hmm. Like it's all, it, it backs it up. The more education you have and the more confidence you have, the, the bigger price will support and right. people will value more and stay longer. It's just this weird thing, but you mm -hmm. have to command a good price. If you're out there giving shitty service at commodity based prices you're going to have a very hard time in your business from now until the end of time. And yeah. I do know that it's uncomfortable to charge more. I do know that it's uncomfortable to expand your education. You got to invest time, you got to invest money, but all these things compound on the business mm -hmm. side, on the fulfillment side, on exposure to new ideas and different ways of doing things. It, it will blow you up. You have no idea what you're possible of achieving in your life. The problem is you're just not thinking big enough. And it really fucking drives me nuts sometimes because <laughs> it's just we make enough and then we just stop. We just stop growing. And that's a big pet peeve yeah. of mine. Yeah. And I know uh, growth is uncomfortable and it's hard yeah. and it challenges you. But those are all really good things because you can become an amazing person and you can do amazing things for other people when you when you do that. Well, here's what's so cool. I've seen it in you. Like I've been watching you and you are investing into yourself and you're just shooting like a rocket to the moon. And same thing, I invest a lot in myself and, you know, Prosper and Nutritioner X have just been shooting to the moon. And I'm going to give credit where I heard this first from. It was actually from an Alex Hermosi video. And a lot of you know, you know, Alex Hermosi, Hermosi Nation, Gym Launch. 
but he talked about this idea of a thousand dollar investment. He's like, sure, put it in the S and P 500, put it in real estate. But he's like, if you invest in skills in you, the S and P me, he's like, you could take that thousand and it could become a hundred thousand dollar skill, but you don't just get that return once, once that skill is in your brain and you practice it, you forever get the return on investment Mm -hmm. to be a better coach be better at fulfilling, be better at sales, be better at relationship deposits, communication, showing up with content creation, whatever it may be. And then he's like, here's the best part. The government can't tax that and take that out of you. Someone, a business, a bad business partner, a bad employee can't steal that from your brain. If they try to walk away with clients or assets, if you get a divorce and you have to split 50% of what you have, that is always in your head. That is always a skill you will take for the rest of your life. So he's like, why wouldn't you, if you own a business, not protect a certain percentage of your profit that should always be reinvested into your skill development? It is one of the single best assets you can get for yourself and your business to make a lot more money. And as soon as I started looking at continuing education, not as this pain in the butt, not to fulfill a CEU requirement for some program, but truly this was one of the most important assets myself and my business could own, it was like, it's a no brainer to constantly continually. Now it's not certification chasing. That's not what this is. I think of it as what's my current constraint in my skill level or my business. And then I go and hire a coach to fix that constraint. And then once I fix that constraint, I go to the next skill coach certification and be like, what's the next constraint pay to fix that, get better. And like those business owners who think like that are just the untouchable businesses that are never going to go out of business. They're going to be recession proof. Like everyone was complaining about the recession. I was like, what recession? I've made more money than I ever have when things got tough because Mm -hmm. we can fulfill at a really good level because we've got those skills. We've continued to invest in ourselves. I know you think 100%. I I spend typically six figures a year in different masterminds Mm -hmm. and hiring different coaches and doing different programs. And yeah, I'm not getting I'm not getting yeah. certificates for these things, guys. But it's you might no. in some of them, and you might not. It doesn't matter. You right. continue to invest your time and your money in yourself. You will become indestructible. I can literally run totally. circles around myself from two years ago. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, but that's because I'm doing these things. And again, in another five years, I can't tell you what I'm going to be capable of. It's going to be nuts because if I look at myself five years ago, I'm like, holy shit, that dude was an idiot. <laughs> you know, okay, yeah. I could, you know, hold anything together. You, she's totally right. It's if you just invest in yourself, it compounds. And you know how compound interest works, right? All of a sudden you start hitting that hockey stick like growth. That yep. can be you. I'm, you know, I mean, Jennifer and myself, we're reasonably smart people. We're not like genius level people. There's no, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? It is just consistent work and effort and investment into ourselves that have allowed us to grow to a certain level. And we're going to keep doing that. And that's just part of our DNA. And if you can just pull a piece of that, you would be surprised at how you can grow too. And I mean, that's, that's what people really, you just need to understand is like, guys, just invest in yourself. Yeah. I didn't do it for my first six years, five Five to six years as a business owner, I was too scared. It's you know? a scarcity and a fear mindset versus an abundance mindset. One hundred percent. You know, and I was raised. My dad, my parents were farmers, right? We never mm. spent money. Is roll up your sleeves and do it yourself. 
Yeah. And that's good to a certain point. You know, I learned not to live beyond my means, be, you know, beyond my means. And I learned the value of hard work and a good work ethic. But just do everything yourself and save all the money and put it over there, you know, and hopefully you'll have enough retirement money so you don't run out before you die. That kind of scarcity level mindset does not, it's not going to build you the life you want. It isn't. No. It isn't. So I had to unlearn those things and learn that I do need, I, I shouldn't, if I wanted to do everything myself, everything in my life would, I, I'd be 10% of who I am or less at this moment in time. It's, yeah. it's not about doing it yeah. everything yourself. Well, this, I feel like this episode is just fire. Like I'm picking up so many things, even from our conversation. And thank you for letting me shine on the fulfillment. Can we leave our audience with one more little gift? And I'm going to actually ask you a question if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. We were chatting before we started about the fulfillment of sales. Like how do we do sales when we're trying to do renewals? And you guys, I think are some of the best mentors in the world at fitness sales, renewals, confidence in how to approach that conversation. Can I just have you riff on that for people listening? Because I got to talk about like the nutrition coaching part. Yeah. I would just love to keep learning more from your brain about the sales and the renewal. Yeah, it has, a, it's, it's got some overlap into what you'd mentioned. Always know what you're going to work on with them next, right? Yes. And always know where they're going. So for, for those of you who don't know, typically we do nine week programs initially. Right. Mm -hmm. Some, but not all of the people that use our stuff do nine weeks. Some have, have eight and they keep it eight. Some do 12. They do it 12. It really doesn't matter. There's a certain reason we pick nine weeks, but again, anywhere from eight to 12 or even, eh, I don't like six that much, but six to 12. Okay. Here's the, here's the key to handling a good renewal too. It's we handle it way before they're up. Right. Most of us don't do that renewal conversation. They don't, we don't treat it with enough respect. You treat right. an initial sales conversation with respect, but we take it for granted. And so you need to treat it with the respect like this is a console, because guess what? That's what it is. And yeah. most of you can get a six to 12 month renewal commitment on there. And yeah, we kind of drop it down. The, the level of nutrition coaching or mentorship, drop that down yep. too. Um, and then just give them You're more recording it. You're doing the it, same thing. You're like, it's exactly. more intense in the beginning. And then we're starting to space it out because that's yep. what they need. Exactly. Um, but we handle it way ahead of time because here's the thing. We just humans, we're just not good at the long term, the big picture thinking, right? So <laughs> we do want to remind them of the future pacing that we did before about this grant yeah. painting that vision on what their life is going to look like six months, 12 months from now, not in this initial program, right? We're building the foundation. We're, we're building the, the, the foundation of the house, right? Right. And so the cool thing is we know where they're going and what they're working on next, and we know where that that grander vision of this fully built out house is. So we want to remind them of that because some people, let's say they got to lose 60 pounds. They can be down 15 pounds doing phenomenal. They're ready to quit on themselves eight weeks into it. They, yeah. It happens all the time. It's just like, oh, I worked been working so hard and this and that. But like, I'm only lost 15 pounds. It's like going to be forever. And they just want to give up. Weird. Mm -hmm. But it happens, right? Yeah. So it's, and, and here's the thing, when things are new and exciting, they're new and exciting, but the excitement fades rapidly after. Mm -hmm. Now being an excellent coach, that helps, but still there's that, oh, it's the same old thing. You know, you have a little bit of that. So if you can catch them when they're still on that upswing of excitement, and this is why we ha handle it way early, right? So let's say it's a nine week program. Week five, we really get excited about this next week 
when we're meeting at weeks mm-hmm. at the end of week six. We assign them some homework and we get them to think about where they were, how much they struggled over the past seven, eight, nine, ten years before they came here. They tried seven different diets, they tried you know, five different workout things. And at the end of the day, they're 25 pounds heavier. So we give them some homework to answer some questions um, to to really help them understand the journey that they're on and how far they've come already. So it's kind of like, you know, what was the struggle you had before you came here? You know, what did it feel like as you tried to solve that problem over the last seven, eight, nine years, whatever it was, Yeah. right? What's different about your journey this time? You know, what, and, and, you know, what is some of the change you've already seen and how's it changing your life? So we have them write these things out. It's just a few sentences, but it's powerful because then we get to talk to them about this. We're going to be really excited for next week when we're going to review this and make sure that we start mapping out the next six to 12 months of your journey. So we're automatically assuming, right? Just how we set up the console. We're working together in the long haul. We're assuming it. We're getting them. Then in this session, we go into that. We talk about that. If you're doing it over Zoom or if you're doing it in person, try to get this thing recorded because this little five minute story they're going to tell you is going to be like amazing. You know, they're telling you how much they struggle over the past X years. They're telling you what's different about it since they're working with you now. They're telling you about the changes and how it's changing, not just the external things, but the internal things, who they are, the belief in themselves. They're what we Mm -hmm. talk about, the identity change. They're already starting to get this. And so we're hitting them, you know, week six, then not only are they starting to see some of the physical changes, right? The pants are fitting better, this and that, but the mental thing too, is they're getting control in their lives. They're feeling comfortable, feeling good about themselves for the first time in a long time. Right. So they tell you this whole story because you're going to, they've had time to think about it. Now you're having the conversation, ask him in person, which is going to be an amazing testimonial and review, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then you say, you know, what would you say to someone that's, and to make that really good, add the question, what would you say to someone that's on the fence about starting this program? Such a good question. <laughs> oh, they're like, oh my God, this is exactly what you needed. You just didn't know it, it existed. Yeah. Like you have to yeah. do it. And yeah. that testimonial will serve for your marketing is fantastic. But then, right, then you connect to the pictures of this longer six to 12 month journey. Yeah. And you say, look how far you've come even just after six weeks. Look at that. I mean, imagine where you're going to be six months from here. Imagine where you're going to be 12, a year from now, a year from today. Yeah. When you continue on this journey and do the things that you need to do to become the person that you need to become. And that's then when you're just going to lay out your two or three options, depending on what they need, the best fits yep. for them. And you just knock it down right there. Yeah. So it's it's really easy when you follow that that process. But the main thing is, is like set it up at week five, get really excited mm-hmm. You're going to pitch you know, the, the, the little 30-second snapshot of, of next week's episode, right? At the end of yep. week five, you give them that homework, you review give it. Give them a cliffhanger. Yep, yep, get the cliffhanger in there. And then future pace out to the six to 12 months. You know exactly what they're working on. You know exactly where they're going. And then that's it. That's it. It's, it's really Fire. simple This is gold. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then you know how to fill on it. As Jennifer just told you, you know how to fulfill on that. So it's not something that's, that's, that's boring or repetitive. And right. Um, again, you got the snapshot of it, but it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, putting those two things together. You have the confidence to know it's worth working with you for a year. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And I think you have, you, you mentioned you have something for people too, right? I do. So I always love to lead with like generosity first. So for coaches, if you want some ready to go nutrition resources, 
maybe you're in that second part of the fulfillment. You're like, I'm out of stuff to do and say, I have a little free nutrition masterclass with games, resources, handouts, analogies that you can just watch and download. And then those are yours to start sharing with your clients. So that program is called Liftoff. If you go to prospernutritioncoaching.com slash liftoff, you can get all that nutrition coaching material completely for free. And if this has sparked any interest in our certification, we open it a few times a year. I take on a limited batch of small students. We get to work with your own personal mentor, but we are going to shoot you to the moon as a nutrition coach so you can fulfill and keep your clients around for a long time, happy, but most importantly, getting the results. And that's going to show up in your revenue and your in your impact that you're going to have in your community. So yeah, if you go to prospernutritioncoaching.com, lots of info with liftoff and a certification there. Thanks awesome. for having me and being able to share this with you guys. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. So if you're listening to us in the car, it'll be in the show notes. So check that out. And uh, Jennifer, thank you as always. We've, we've done an episode or two together already before. So mm -hmm. um, always great dropping these knowledge bombs. Appreciate it. Hey, just quick reminder to everybody, if you are ready to start making an extra $10,000 more this month, every month, by making more money with less clients with transformational programs and create a consistent flow of high quality leads, you can learn more about what it's like to work with me and my team at PT Legends and how ridiculously affordable it is at coachscottcarpenter.com. It is such a no-brainer that it more than pays for itself when we teach you how to enroll two, just two case study clients. Really, that's it. So go to coachscottcarpenter.com and learn more about it. And uh, yeah, find that in the show notes. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you are ready to start making an extra $10,000 a month or more this month by making more money with less clients and create a consistent flow of high-quality leads, you can learn about what it's like to work with me and how ridiculously affordable it is at CoachScottCarpenter.com. And if you got any value out of this episode, please pay it forward and leave a review for this show. It helps other gym owners find the answers to the huge problems that we all share. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.